News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, this is On The Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. You got to ask them about that lifetime powertrain warranty on the new and the used vehicles when you're in the dealership this weekend, and just tell them Mark sent you. Uh, welcome on into the show here, episode 175 of On the Mark on this Saturday, February 20, uh, 25th, broadcasting live from our KHMO studios here in Quincy. Chilly start to the day, uh, but I think it's actually going to be a, an okay weekend from what, I, from what I've been looking at. Um, I have an all-time rant to start the show. I'm just going to let you know now. I am, I am so ready for this rant. I got hashtag triggered. And I got an all-time rant to start the show. Um, welcome on in. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. You can reach out to me there. Follow the show if you're listening on the terrestrial radio or on the KHMO app, which is awesome. Thank you so much for tuning on in, as always. Uh, but you can follow along on the show's Facebook page and the Facebook Live. Just search on the mark. KHMO on Facebook. On the mark, KHMO on Facebook. All right. Um, after my all-time rant coming on up here in a second, we are going to do we, – there's a bunch of little weird kind of uh, wild NFL stories I want to get to. Also, um, there is a uh, – there is the list of the MLB's top 100 players, and the top 10 to me – uh, was very interesting for a number of different reasons, but mainly Cardinals fans um, for you. And I and I I need Cardinals fans to stay listen is stay with me throughout the show because I'm going to challenge you, Cardinals Nation, uh, and and kind of pick your brain a little bit later on in the show with this MLB top ten thing. Uh, it, we'll also talk uh, obviously the NBA Wild last night. Uh, I know you want me to start off the show just breaking down uh, the Kings 176-175 double overtime win over the Clippers and what was the second highest scoring game in NBA history. I am not going to do that, even though that was pretty cool. Uh, and the uh, Russell Westbrook Clippers thing uh, might actually looks like it, it, it could work. Uh, I'm going to bypass all that because I have got to get to a headline. It triggered me. I got triggered, and and I and I need to let you know why. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The headline I read, I saw, and it and it got it just hit me to my core, and it should hit all of you if you care about America's pastime, the beloved, beautiful game of baseball. It, you, this should make you as outraged as it made me. This is a real headline from last night 
in a game between Kansas State and Louisiana State University, also known as LSU. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. The uh, men's baseball teams were playing against each other. And uh, this is the headline. A college baseball game just ended on a pitch clock violation. Let me set the scene for you. Bottom of the ninth, two outs. It's the NLDS, Game 7, Cubs-Cardinals. It's been a brutal back-and-forth series. We're here in Bush Stadium. There is not a, uh, not a, uh, it's a sellout crowd, and there's not a fan sitting in their seats. Two strikes, three balls, full count, bottom of the ninth. And, oh, what are they doing? The game is over uh, because the, uh, the pitcher didn't throw the pitch on time. Cubs win, Cubs win. They advance to the World Series. What do we do in baseball? What are we doing? I, this is this pitch clock thing is the biggest mistake in in, in ba- Major League Baseball history. The biggest mistake in Major League Baseball history. And if you're and if your instant reaction to my made up scenario there, Game Seven, Cubs cards, chance to go to the World Series. In Bush Stadium, and the game ends on a pitch clock violation. If you think, well, Mark, that's never going to happen. They're not going to let that happen. Then why have the pitch clock in the first place? If the goal of the pitch clock is to control the game and reshape the game and make the game faster so it's better for you. We, we know we know what's best for you. We're, the, we're Major League Baseball. We know what's best for you. We know what's best for you. We're going to make these games shorter. Pitch clock. If that is, if you don't think that's a real scenario, well, then what do we do with the rule anyways? If if you enforce it in the middle of July, you should enforce it in October. The pitch clock rule is is absolutely the worst rule in baseball. It's maybe one of the dumbest things I've seen in a long, long time. The fact that you legitimately could have an end of the game decided on a pitch clock violation. Bases loaded. Two outs. And 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 a, and a pitch clock violation walks a runner in for a team to win. Like like what are we doing? What are we doing? Now now if you want to start looking at examples of other sports, they've had dumb things that have changed the sports landscape, right? It's changed the landscape. Let's take the National Football League, my beloved NFL, for, for an example. The NFL, a couple years ago, basically decided, you know what? Sacking the quarterback is dangerous, and if you do sack the quarterback... Half the time, we're probably just going to throw a flag because it was it, it was probably too violent. You can't hit him low. You definitely don't touch his head. You can't hit him high. If you hit him in the chest, that's good unless you land on him with your weight. And if you hit him from the side, that's fine as well. Oh, but don't drive his shoulder into the ground. So, yeah. 
It's a dumb rule. It's a horrible rule. It's a bad rule. A lot of those rules, the weight of the player falling on, it's a bad rule. But the NFL can at least sit there and say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You all, the public and the media, were saying concussions, CTE, player safety. And it shuts us up. You can't really retort it. The NFL's rule that's been absolutely a very dumb rule in the last five, six years, at least is a player safety rule. I can't argue it. I can't argue, like I realistically argue against it. It's just the way the NFL is now. You, you cannot, when you sack Patrick Mahomes, land full body weight on him. You cannot, when you sack Jalen Hurts, go at his knees. You cannot, when you sack Justin Herbert, hit him in the head. Sorry. It's just the rules now. I think it's a little dumb. I think it waters down the game. It makes a what is a beautifully physically game, a gladiator sport, less of that. I think it makes the overall a game less attractive, but it's what it is. And they have at least a legitimate argument for player safety. So the MLB, on the flip side, has no legitimate argument for pitch clock except for their saying, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, you said you wanted the games faster. No, we didn't say that. No one said that. No one said that. Which, by the way, the other headline that's really disturbing, you want another disturbing headline this morning, baseball fans? You want? You ready for this one? The average MLB game in 2022 was only three hours and three minutes. That's less than the average NFL game. You start your your window here at the Central Time, Bears-Lions kick off at noon. You ain't done at 3.03. You're getting done around 3.15, 3.20, right into that 3.30 window to get the afternoon games. Three hours and three minutes. So the length of the games wasn't that bad to begin with. Last year, it was not that bad. The average length, uh, the the two spring training games yesterday, do you know what the time was for each game? Both of them under two hours and 35 minutes. What are we doing? So the pitch clock, which they're lauding, which is now having games end on pitch clock violations. That's an attractive product. That makes me want to tune into my favorite team play. Now these games are ending in two hours and 30 minutes. So when I drive down from Quincy to go to Bush Stadium to watch Cubs cards in the summer, and I bought my tickets for a couple hundred bucks, I spend a hundred bucks on gas. I spend fifty bucks on parking. I spend well over a hundred dollars on stadium food experiences. I get a hotel to spend the night. My thousand dollar weekend trip to St. Louis is now for a two hour and thirty five minute game, which ends in the bottom of the ninth base is loaded on a pitch clock violation. I mean the MLB, I I, I I don't know how wrong they could have gotten it. They, they got it so wrong. So wrong. 
the pitch clock the pitch clock is, is to me the dumbest thing we've seen in a long long time and, and people would argue well well mark you have to change the sport sports grow they evolve look at the NBA yeah the NBA is another great example but I'd argue the NBA has grown in a way that makes sense that the NBA has grown without forced change when the NBA got rid of the hand check 20 plus years ago they're almost 30 years ago. It didn't change overnight. Boom. It's been a gradual 25-year change with multiple players. LeBron James becoming the first positionless dominant player. Steph Curry making the three-point line the most important thing in the sport. And it's gradually changed. MLB overnight is saying, we're cutting a half hour out of our product. And we're giving you what I would argue the most electric moment in sports. The most electric moment. It's not a Super Bowl. It's not Daytona 500. It's not NBA Finals Game 7. The most electric moment in sports is bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Everyone's on their feet. Because that is mano y mano. The pitcher gets on the mound, the batter steps in the box, and what has the MLB done? All they've done is taken that tension, that moment, that excitement, that great moment in sports and say, come on, come on, come on, guys, hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. 15 seconds, come on, 15 seconds, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's the dumbest, I mean, that is the dumbest thing they, they could have ever done. I'm so disappointed in the MLB pitch clock. And and you may say, Mark, you're overreacting, but you wait. We're going to all watch games this year. When your favorite team loses on a pitch clock violation that has nothing to do with skill or the beautiful game that is baseball, an arbitrary rule, because baseball doesn't understand that it's not about the speed of the game. It's about the action on the field. And what's so blindingly maddening is that the MLB got it so right on the other side. Banning the shifts is brilliant for them. It is brilliant for them. Banning the shifts is the, is the hand check. It's the hand check. Banning the shifts is 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 the equivalent of when the NBA banned the hand check. All it's going to do is slowly over time, more scoring, more runners on base, more action. And all they're now doing is when they're taking this now exciting product of guys on base, stealing bases, uh, you know, more opportunities to score, and they're ruining it by going, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up, come on, pitch, pitch. Throw the pitch. Come on, let's go. Come on. Pitch clock. Pitch clock. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Stop. You're out. Strike. You didn't throw it fast enough. Ball. You're out. Walk because you didn't You didn't pitch it fast enough. Uh, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. The MLB is, I, I, I hope I'm not the only one who sees this, and I hope that this is a one-year disaster of a rule and they get rid of it as quickly as possible. 
Make the bases bigger. Ban the shifts. The pitch clock and the fact that we have headlines, a college baseball game just ended on a pitch clock violation, is the biggest travesty to America's pastime uh, I've seen in a long, long time. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, when we come back, we're going to switch to the gridiron. A uh, There is a handful of unique stories from the NFL this week, so I'm going to kind of break them down one by one in what I like to call a little NFL roundup segment for Hespin headline number two. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO. It's on the mark. Hi, this is Jay. In the Quincy region, this is Officer Amber Hastings with the Quincy Police Department. Did you know Quincy Regional Crime Stoppers pays up to $1,000 for information leading to an arrest? If you have any information about a fugitive or illegal activity, call 217-228-4474. You don't have to give your name, but you do have to call the Quincy Regional Crime Stoppers number or submit a tip by going to QuincyCrimestoppers.com. If you are eligible for a reward, you will then be given information on how to collect your cash. Crime doesn't pay. Crime Stoppers does. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. What makes Cunis so different is the selection of new inventory on the lot. It's pre-pandemic. We're talking 2019 type level of new inventory when no one else is dealing with that, but also the network of dealers. So if you say in yourself, you're like, Mark, great, uh, but I'm not interested in the lineup that Honda and Hyundai have to offer. Don't worry. Stop into the dealership. Cunis Honda Hyundai is part of the network of Cunis dealers all throughout the Midwest. They can find you exactly what you're looking for, get it to you at their dealership, and you can still make the deal it's what I do with my truck with Cunis Honda Hyundai. They truly are a unique experience unlike anything else in the Tri-States. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, enough. Let's get away from the baseball diamond. We'll go back there. Cards Nation, stay with me because I, uh, I, I'm i going to challenge you, Cards Nation, coming on up here. Let's get away from the diamond for a second, though. Let's head to the gridiron. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. So the NFL had an interesting week. Interesting week. couple different storylines out of the NFL. The first big one uh, came out a couple days ago. Russell Wilson. Reports are, two years ago, he asked Seattle leadership to fire Pete Carroll or to fire and to fire uh, GM Schneider. You know when uh, you know when Russ released is like these are the teams I'd like to be traded to. Well, apparently that all stemmed from them saying no, no, we're not, we're not firing Pete Carroll and Schneider. And why are you asking us to do that? You're the quarterback. You don't, you don't run this. You don't run this thing. Uh, for people who are casual NFL fans, you may not know. Paul Allen was the owner of the Seattle Seahawks. He's a great owner. Uh, made his billions in Microsoft. He died a couple years ago at a fairly young age uh, from cancer, I believe. It was cancer or a form of it. And the Seahawks are a team that's poised to sell. 
Uh, his former, his his widow and their children are trying to run it, but they were never into it. The idea of owning the team was all him. Uh, you know, they're, they, they don't have the gumption and the desire necessarily to really run it. Since his death, Pete Carroll and, and Schneider, the GM, have really, John Schneider, have just kind of, kind of taken control of the organization, for better or for worse. And the ownership just trusts them. Like, hey, you want a Super Bowl? You guys are football people. Like, we're going to kind of trust you on a lot of that stuff. And what this story, now Russell Wilson's already come out and saying it's baloney. I never did that. You know, okay, it's, it's, he said, she said, right? But here's why I believe there's a kernel of truth in it. Let me just lay this out for you. When you're in the court of law, you're always looking to paint the larger picture. If you're trying to prove suspect A did crime A, right? Well, you got to paint a picture about suspect A to would allude to the jury to be like, well, he's capable of doing it. Russell Wilson painted us a beautiful picture this last year in Denver. That allows me, the jury, to feel like he's capable of doing this. All of the stories and reports out of Denver this last year. Russell Wilson wanted this. Russell Wilson got his own private uh, office. Russell Wilson got his own private trainers. Russell Wilson demanded this. Russell Wilson wanted this for him and Ciara. Russell Wilson private parking spot. And even if only half of that is all true, the rumors and the stuff that comes out, which... Why would anyone make that stuff up? You're not hearing like, ooh, Justin Herbert has his own private office. These aren't just things that people make up for whatever reason, right? That if he is capable of that type of behavior, this kind of weird level of narcissism behavior, that don't you think there is a shred of possibility that Russell Wilson after him and his PR team for years and years and years in Seattle were sick and tired of let Russ cook, let me cook, I want this. Now, that wasn't stemming from Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. They weren't the ones on social media clamming for let Russ cook. It was his team that was leaking all that, like, all right, come on, I want to, you know, let's throw the ball. I want to cook. I want to get out there. I want to be aggressive. It was his Behind all those go Hawks, there was the subtle subtle jabs about how the offense should be run. I, I, you know, I um I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. The parties have moved on, but I do think again this this um idea of who Russell Wilson is is become really clear over the last calendar year. I think Russell Wilson is a guy that means well. And uh, and is probably a, a really decent human being in his core, but I don't think Russell Wilson is the type of human being that is capable of being Tom Brady in the sense of of handling all of these things: the superstar wife, the the million dollar, multi million dollar fitness industry, all these things that he's doing off the field while having incredible success and respect on the field. Russell doesn't have the authentic enough personality, I think, to do that. It's just not he was built, but he's trying to do it. And whenever you know someone who's trying to do things, it never really works out, right? He's trying. Well, she's trying to be the leader of that organization. 
Yeah, you either are or you aren't, especially in leadership, high-end positions. You either are or you aren't. There's a great saying, right? A-plus bosses hire A-plus people because they're not afraid that those other A's below them are going to come for their job because they're confident in what they do. And they want other smart people in the room around them to help them get smarter. B bosses hire C managers and people below them because they're paranoid. They're scared. They know. They know they're in over their head a little bit. And I think Russell Wilson is, is in over his head a little bit. And that's why I'm not writing off the Broncos this year, but I, I will take a lot of what happened last year into account. Speaking of the Broncos overall, they made a move yet uh, this week that is part of this NFL roundup that I think was very interesting. Former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph is now back with the Denver Broncos under Sean Payton as the defensive coordinator. And I think this is a big move on both sides. First up, a different ownership group now. So Vance can sit there and say, the people who hired and fired me, they're gone. I feel a little more comfortable in that anyways. He obviously knows the Denver area. His family must as well feel good about making that decision, that move. I also think it's a good hire and well. I think Vance Joseph is one of those guys who's really built to be an elite, elite coordinator. And maybe one day again he'll have a chance at a head coaching job. He was a young, young head coach, and it just didn't work out if he was in the right spot. But I like the Vance Joseph hire, the return home that I like. Here's a return home that I'm questioning. On the one side, you have Vance Joseph returning to Denver in a different role, but returning to Denver. On the other side, you have Matt Nagy, officially named offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, six years ago, it was a different world. Matt Nagy, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs under Andy Reid. He helped Patrick Mahomes as a rookie uh, a deal with the uh, Alex Smith transition and all that stuff. And, and, and groomed Patrick Mahomes as a rookie. And and uh, led the Chiefs in their offense to another playoff run with Andy Reid uh, and uh, Alex Smith. And then he got offered a head coaching job with the Chicago Bears to come and lead Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears. Well, we then learn now, by the end of year two in Chicago, he had animosity towards Mitch. He refused to kind of like work with Mitch. He wanted Mitch to fit into his system as opposed to making an offense to fit around Mitch. He even had a chance with Justin Fields last year, uh, two years ago now, uh, as a rookie, and again, refused to just develop an offense that revolved around Justin Fields, but instead was like, you got to fit a square peg into a round hole. And now he's back where he was. Only this time, he actually has Patrick Mahomes as his starting quarterback. I'll just say this. The offensive coordinator position for the Chiefs is always going to be a hot-button position because, like Eric Bieniemy just experienced for the last five years, you are not calling the plays. Andy Reid is in charge of that offense and will be until he retires. Matt Nagy, it appears, though, is being groomed and set up his personal good relationship with Patrick Mahomes as the heir apparent to Andy Reid. 
Good luck, Kansas City fans. I'll say this. Good luck. I don't think that's a great move. But I will say this. If 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 uh, Matt Nagy has a, a success with Patrick Mahomes and wins the Super Bowl, good for him. I I won't I won't hold anger. Say good for him, but I'm just saying, be careful. Be careful. I I think that's a, a you know an interesting an interesting move. I mean, good for Matt Nagy to to work his way right back into that position. You you work your way up to offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. You get a head coaching job. You lose your offense. You you get fired as a head coach. You go back to the Chiefs, quarterback coach, one year, boom, back to offensive coordinator. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, finally, the other NFL storyline I want to talk about here is you're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Aaron Rodgers went into darkness, and Aaron Rodgers came out of the darkness retreat. I I seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I know you're going to say, Mark, you're a Bears fan. Mark, we know your feelings in Aaron Rodgers. I I can't take you seriously on this. Well, I'm going to – give me a second. I'm going to honestly ask the question. I just want to honestly ask the question. If you're a Packers fan, how does it make you feel? How does it it make you feel? Genuinely, because I can look at it and I'm like, this is wild. This is just Aaron being his continued Aaron self of the last five years of showing – He's really not 110% all in. Football is not 100% his focus. He is uh, a little bit aloof, uh, hard to relate to, and really doesn't um, um, seem to prioritize football and winning football over other things in his life. At least that's what it appears, and that is that is the... The outward expression. That's how I feel. That's how I felt about Aaron Rodgers for five plus years now. You got to remember, take yourself back to Aaron Aaron Rodgers, like 2010, 2011, 2012, like right after fresh off that Super Bowl. There was a stretch from 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, where you just wrote it in. When you do shows like mine on the mark, you did you did a sports talk show. All right, predict who's going to win the NFC. Aaron Rodgers, Packers. Best quarterback in the NFC. He'll he'll take it. Every year, that was it because it was like a Patrick Mahomes. Well, just he was the guy. And all those years, never won the NFC again. And then got a coach fired. And we're like, all right, it's time. You know what I mean? It's time. And they're, they're, you need to freshen it up. Gets a new coach. And all we've seen in this kind of second part of Aaron Rodgers' career is continued underwhelming playoff performances and personal gain, personal success for Aaron Rodgers, but not as much success for the organization. And and when you see headlines like, my quarterback is in a darkness retreat trying to decide his future... I honestly want to know from Packers Nation just how does that make you feel? Because to me it would it would it would tick me off. It would it would really upset me. It'd frustrate the you know what out of me. It's not hard to just yes or no. Are we in? Or are we out? Like, do you want to do you want to play football? And you want to play football for the team that you played football for your whole career? I, I don't I don't get what's so difficult about this. And it's sixty million dollars. It's not like they're asking you to come back. 
and take a pay cut. They gave in and gave you what you wanted in this insane, insane extension. So, I, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, we'll we'll keep our tabs on Aaron throughout the offseason, especially when he, if, if and when he makes a real decision about his future. But, I, I mean, that's how I feel. I'm, and, and I just I genuinely want to know. I, I just want to, like, tune into Milwaukee Sports Talk Radio. Like, how do they feel in, 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 in Packerland today? Because it's got to be maddening. The guy's just driving you mad. It's like when you're in that relationship and you just say to yourself, oh, you know, is it worth it still? Do I just need to get out? And if you're at that point, if you're asking yourself that question, you're having those moments, I think you know what the answer is. Uh, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KJMO and the KJMO app. When we come back, we're going back to the baseball diamond. Cardinals Nation... I need you to stick around with me for this. Coming up, I I think I'm going to enlighten you. And I'm going to light a fire under you, Cardinals Nation. We're live on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark. From the Salvation Army, welcome to Heartbeat. In May of last year at an auction in Germany, the record for the most expensive car ever sold at auction was broken with the $142 million purchase of a 1955 Mercedes-Benz 300 SLR. This elaborate purchase of an incredible piece of engineering is interesting because its actual value is only worth what someone is willing to pay. This Mercedes-Benz wasn't worth $142 million until someone bought it. How do we place a value on ourselves? If social media has something to say about it, it's in the likes and follows, right? Don't let outside forces tell you your worth. You have been made in the image of God. He has a plan and a purpose for you and your life. You are his masterpiece and are invaluable to his kingdom. For more episodes of Heartbeat, visit SalvationArmyRadio.org. Somewhere around 400 feet off the ground, an RPG came through the belly of the aircraft. When I first got out, I felt like my whole life had been smushed down to just medical appointments. I was going to occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy. We don't talk about the female combat wounded. These are our our daughters and our sisters and our mothers. I'm not sure I would still be here if I didn't find the Friends and Wounded Warrior Project that I did. Because there was a long period after the injury where I really didn't understand why I was still here. It felt like I had lost everything. Wounded Warrior Project came into my life and taught me how to stand back up and get back in the fight. The truth is I think we all have this strength inside of us, but until you're tested, you just don't know what's there. See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Beth by visiting woundedwarriorproject.org slash empowerwomenvets. Three people you should... forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Clear skies today with daytime highs approaching 46. Southwesterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows level off around 33 tonight. Mainly clear. Chance for scattered rain showers tomorrow. Highs around 55. Right now 32. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. If you're looking for a quality pre-owned vehicle, there's no better place to do it 
than Cunis Honda Hyundai, mainly because it comes with that lifetime powertrain warranty. Uh, stop by the dealership, check them on out. Their service staff is second to none in the tri-states. Tell them Mark sent you when you get there. All right. Um, the Major League Baseball Network released their list of the 100 best players in the MLB. And they released their top 10 just the other day. And I'm going to read it to you. The top 10 players in Major League Baseball this year, according to Major League Baseball Network. Number 10, Freddie Freeman, first baseman, Los Angeles Dodgers. Number 9, Jordan Alvarez, the uh, left fielder DH for the uh, Houston Astros. Number 8, Jose Ramirez, the great third baseman for the Guardians, Cleveland. Number seven, the NL MVP, Paul Goldschmidt. Your Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, his battering mate, Nolan Arenado, the third baseman for the Cardinals at number six. Manny Machado, third baseman to the Padres at five. Mookie, the right fielder, Mookie Betts for the uh, Dodgers at four. And then number three, Captain America himself, Mike Trout, center fielder for the Angels. Number two, Aaron, Aaron Judge. Right fielder for the New York Yankees. And number one, Shohei Otani. A couple things immediately popped into my head when I saw this list. First and foremost, uh, Shohei could be a free agent next year. So that'd be sick. Uh, that's just like every fan. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'd like I'd like me some Shohei Otani. I'd really, I'd really like, like me some Shohei. And the other thing that stood out to me was, wow. Six of the ten best players in the major in the major leagues are only on three teams. Dodgers have two, Angels have two, and the Redbirds, the Cards have two. The other thing that stood out to me is if you look at the national media narrative around uh, baseball teams, there's always pressure on the Yankees. Well, yeah, they have Aaron Judge, one of the, be- the second best player in baseball. Always pressure on the Angels to figure it out. You have Trout. You have Shohei. Figure it out. Get in the playoffs. What are you doing, Angels? Always pressure on the Astros ever since the cheating scandal. Astros are always under the national microscope, especially with Jordan Alvarez. And then, of course, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. L.A., Dodgers, huge pressure. They spend so much money. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And then there's those nice guys at seven and six, the MVP, Paul Goldschmidt, and Mr. Third Baseman himself, Nolan Arenado, play in the nice Midwestern city of St. Louis. I got a question. I just, it popped into my head. I thought to myself when looking at this, why are why aren't Cardinals fans more frustrated? Right? Why aren't Cardinal, why doesn't Cardinals Nation demand more from their organization? You're going to sit here and tell me you have the six and seven best players on the planet. You have two of the top ten players on the planet. You have the best first baseman on the planet. You have the arguably first on this list, second best third baseman on the planet. Where where are the expectations? If this was football, there would be 
yelling and screaming and crying. You're wasting their career. You got to get out of there. Justin Herbert is wasting away with the Chargers. If this was the NBA, would be like, oh, my God, Joel Embiid, the Sixers are wasting you. You can't even make it to a, a finals. You got you to gotta move. You got to leave. You got to get out of there. You're wasting your career. And in baseball, it's like, oh, no, no, the Cardinals just have two of the top ten players in the world. And what are their expectations? Ah, they Well, they should win their division, right? Yeah. Sorry, that's it? That's it? That's the that's the, the great pressure the St. Louis Cardinals are under this year? Well, they should, they should win their division, right? They should. I, I, I just, I was shocked by that. It just kind of shocked me. Like, where is, if I was a Cardinals fan, I'm not, obviously. If, if this was me and I was, and this was my Cubs and it was reverse and I had Nolan Arenado at third and Paul Goldschmidt at one defending MVP, I would be sitting here on my show this morning. And you know what I'd be saying? World Series or bust. Figure it out. This has to be a World Series year. Has to be. You have two of the 10 best players in the flipping planet. Support them. Make it to a World Series. When's the last time the Cardinals were even in a World Series? So I'm not, I'm not, I, I want you to, I want this to be clear. Cardinals fans, I, I'm trying to fire you up. I'm asking you, where's the outrage? Where's the passion? Where's the, where is the let's go, let's go, let's go? I, I mean, to me, it's unacceptable. Unacceptable for the Cardinals to just, oh, you know, well, this should win their division. Like, what? Excuse me? Uh, you think? I got two of the top ten players on the planet. I should definitely win my division. I would. I would hope so. I do believe that the Dodgers are the favorite to win their division. Well, they have two of the top ten players on the planet. I do believe that the uh, the the uh, the Houston Astros should win their division. Well, yes, of course they have. I don't know the best left fielder on the planet. Like, where is the pressure? I I just you, I, I never and maybe because where we live here in the Quincy Hannibal area, it's all just love for the Cardinals, love, 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 love. But I I, I, I Cubs Nation and my Cubs fandom is the opposite. If I have two of the top 10 players on the planet, I am yelling and screaming every day. Expectations, expectations. I want rings. And you just don't get that from Cardinals Nation. Even more why I always say the Cardinals and the Packers are the same. It's just, oh, ho-hum, ho-hum. Win the division. Do-do-do-do-do. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, a couple quick hitter tip- topics to wrap it up. Cashback and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. 
and you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit PetsAndPeopleTogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. We are, of course, brought to you by the great people at Cunis Honda Hyundai. I'm, I'll tell you what, it's as simple as this. If you are in the market for a new or used vehicle and you do not stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, you just, you've just done yourself a disservice. That's it. It's, they are, they're the best, but they're worth the stop by. Even if you've been a long time commitment to, well, no, I'm, I always buy my cars from so and so, just stop by. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. All right. Um, bu- 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 wrapping up the show here. First things first Netflix announced they are doing a series called like Quarterback that uh, they filmed it all last year following three quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. I want to let you know now, my loyal listeners, I will be watching every second of that probably like 10 times over. We will talk about that through the summer. So if you want to kind of go on that journey with me, let's have some fun. Let's watch it all, binge it, and then we can do like a whole two episodes just dedicated to, oh, my God, can you believe how awkward Kirk Cousins is? He's so awkward. And, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes really is that dude. Um. So we got that. That's amazing. I can't wait for that. And then um, another headline this week that I want to touch on really quickly. DeMar DeRozan came out, the Chicago Bulls player, and said something really interesting, and I agree with it. He said the NBA MVP should have to at least have played 78 games. Basically saying if you want to fight load management, right, um, is that you... You incentivize that, hey, if to win awards, you have to have play a certain amount of games. Um, I think this is, I think it makes some level of sense. I just also think this is how silly and ridiculous the MVP is in M- in the NBA. The only award that should matter in the NBA legitimately is like the NBA Finals MVP. <laughs> because honestly, like honestly, at this point, the NBA MVP it's just losing so much. There's so many qualifiers. There's so many uh, ridiculous little things that go on uh, with it. Um, it's just it's just silly. It is a regular season award. We got to remember this is a regular season award. Uh, and right now, uh, to me, the NBA MVP is Jokic again for the third year. I hate to say it, but it, it, I, I know it's not the sexy pick, and it's not going to help you sell papers. But uh, it's just true. Finally, uh, the NBA returned in full fashion Thursday and Friday night. Some great games. That that game between the Kings and the and the Clippers was it'll go down as an all timer. But one of the biggest takeaways for me, I just want to say it, Bulls Nation, the Patrick Beverly signing. If if that signing, listen, the Bulls were very impressive in their win over the Nets. I don't expect the Bulls now to all of a sudden become a title contender, but I will say this. 
If the Patrick Beverly signing can help the Bulls avoid the losses where it's like you're up by 20 against the Pacers and you lose that game late in the fourth because you're just kind of uh, guys don't know their role. There's not like a vocal dog leader on the team. Then it was an all-time great signing because this Bulls team is talented enough. It is talented enough to make a playoff run. I'm I'm serious. Like a like upset a, a favorite in the in the first round have a really great battle in the second round. They are talented enough. But what they were lacking clearly was the guy who is the vocal dog leader in the locker room. And I know it's only one game, it's a small sample size. But keep your eyes on the Bulls and keep your eyes on the New Look Lakers. I'm I'm dead serious. This New Look Lakers team, they have a legitimate bench. Mo Bamba, uh, Schroeder off the bench, uh, bench with the Rui Hachimura. All of a sudden, the Lakers out of nowhere, legitimate bench. All right, enjoy the weekend. Watch some, uh, watch some basketball, college basketball. We got tournaments going underway here soon. March Madness will be here before you know it. Next next week, literally, we're getting into March. It's on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO. Cashback is not available.